and welcome back to the Dirt Talk podcast, episode number 77. Someone wrote me the other day on Instagram and said, hey, you should have a podcast talking about The Office. And I said, that's a great idea. So fortunately, we have our designer, Molly Abbott, in the uh, in Nashville. And oh, this is an intro. Fortunately, just after that, we had Molly Abbott, our designer, in Nashville to install our furniture and make our office pretty. The final touches on mm-hmm. this project. We've talked about it so much. And so we thought we would sit down with her and talk about how we came up with the design of the office, how we choose the sp- how, how we chose the space, what kind of vendors we went with. So if you're interested in our office at all, this is the podcast for you. If you could care less, I would just tune out now and tune back in next week because this episode is going to be all about the new Buildwood office. So sit back, relax, enjoy episode number 77 with Molly Abbott. This is not your first Buildwood podcast in person. In person? Mm-hmm. What there's, was my first? There's been a couple that you've been here while we've done them. Oh, yes. I've been a spectator on the side. Yeah. Yes. In, the, in the annex, as Alex calls yeah, it. Yeah. One time you were eating a burrito, I recall. I was, and I secretly had to get it from the door so you guys wouldn't hear me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I guess a couple. I guess two I've been spectator for. Yeah. yeah since you've mm-hmm. been here while well, we have not had an office, so my house is the billet office. Annex. Storage unit. It's everything right now. Hotel. Yeah. Parking lot. Parking yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just Airbnb. People just stay here. Yeah. Like Angel stayed here the other night. I wasn't even here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I I enjoy it, but also I'm like, okay. Gosh, there was so much stuff on the guest I, bed. Where did he sleep? He slept on the couch. Hmm. No, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it. Oh, he yeah. slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Uh, well, and it wasn't because there was stuff on the guest bed. It was because- The guest beds, by the beds. way. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I consider the second Floral. his office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that also has a guest bed that can't be slept on. Um, but that, this is a unique episode because, well, this is Dirt Talk. We're not going to be talking about a whole lot of dirt. We're going to be talking about our office. Is dust considered dirt? There's been a lot of dust. A lot of mm-hmm. dust. Lots of dust. And that was, yeah, the, um, the, the, the initial state- of the building was certainly very dusty. Mm-hmm. A lot of years of dust. Mm-hmm. Still there. Yeah. Um, so if we just want to run in chronological order here, mm-hmm. I moved to Tennessee in the July of last year. Yeah. Of 2020. And my first order of business was finding us an office space. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, we were... Maybe 10, between 10 and 15 people, maybe like 12 people. So we had a decent, decent team. Uh, We'd all been working remote for three years. I'd been working out of the Henry, a restaurant, coffee shop in Scottsdale, Arizona Mm -hmm. for years, which you frequent. Yep. And then my apartment and my dad's house and whatever coffee shop I could find on the road some we work spaces. We work, uh, yeah. I've worked in a lot of different places, um, but last year I moved to Tennessee because we needed a home for the business. First order when I moved here, beyond finding a house place for myself to live, was finding an office. Yes, and you helped with that. I did help with that. It was, I think, it was early July. Um, you had just started working with a broker, but yeah. They hadn't really get. It was just in the early processes, so they hadn't really given you options yet to look at. So, me being me, got on LoopNet and just was looking at a bunch of leasing places in Nashville. And my background's in preservation design, so historic buildings. And yeah. we found the Hammer Mill. And I don't know if anyone's been on LoopNet or on commercial like leasing or purchasing sites similar to Zillow, but for the commercial sector. And unlike Zillow, where there's 50 photos of the houses and you could see everything, LoopNet has one photo, <laughs> terrible quality, not a lot of information. So yeah. when the hammer mill came up, it was just this really cool brick building in downtown Nashville. But it was just one photo. It looked super overgrown. Aaron hadn't been in Germantown yet. I had only been to Nashville like once before. So we weren't familiar with the area. And we were like, hey, let's find a list of five and 
go drive around and see what they're like. And some of them were old houses. Yep. Some of them were- Kind of sketchy storage buildings. Kind of sketchy storage buildings. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. didn't have the biggest budget. No. Uh, we didn't, we were looking for maybe like 2,000 square feet. Yep. I think I gave- I think it was 3,000, 3,500 was the largest yeah. you were willing to look through. But I was thinking, I was like, all right, I think we'll, I think we'll need like 2,000 square feet, maybe three, but anything beyond that, way too big. Yeah. Well, at that time when we were looking, <clears throat> BuildWit had five full-time employees and a lot of part-time like contractors. Yeah. So 5,000 or 3,000 for five people is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and only one of them lived, well, two of us lived here. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't need much space. Um, but then we found the hammer mill. It mm -hmm. looked like shit online. Terrible online, yeah. but it looked exciting because it was a really cool historic building. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, we don't have $3 million to put into this building to redo it, but what the heck? Let's no. see it. And, and we went there. We, we just walked in because the downstairs is a restaurant. But, the restaurant was open. Yeah, but when we drove up, we were pleasantly surprised because the building was already renovated. Correct. It had the Optimus downstairs. Yeah. The Star Rover had just been built, but not opened yet. And then the upstairs um, oyster bar that's a part of the Optimus was done as well, but not open. And then it had the development behind it for the apartment. So it was fully developed. So we were like, well, this is sweet, but what? where's the vacant suite at? Like yeah. what was listed online? Yeah, so we just wandered upstairs and found the vacant. It was three suites. But all fully open, no partition walls or anything. Fully it was just, open. It was marketed as three lease yeah. spaces around 2,200 square feet per space. It was, doors were tight. unlocked and it was just a storage space for the restaurant. Because mm -hmm. at that time, COVID still from full swing. Mm -hmm. The restaurant was at like 50% capacity. So they just moved all their excess furniture upstairs. Yep. In our space. Yeah. This dusty, it wasn't our space at the time, just this dusty, dirty. Yeah. Floors old. weren't finished. Windows weren't trimmed out. Like it was just a shell of the existing building that they didn't touch during the renovation of the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Alex calls it a barn. I mean, it, it, yeah. it looked like a barn. We, we could have put farm animals up there. For sure. Where are your yeah. goats at? I, yeah, we should have used it for goats rather mm -hmm. than people. Too bad Jessica told us the Nashville city limits won't allow them. So bummer. Bummer. But, <laughs> but so we, we found this building and right away we kind of knew it was the one. I get overly excited super fast and it's probably not the yeah. best because then sometimes I get burned quickly. Yeah. But I saw it and I was like, this is it. As Yeah, as we're this leaving, they're like, we don't need to look anywhere else because that's, that's it. where we're going to do it. And Aaron being Aaron for the next six months was like, we don't have it yet. Even during mm -hmm. lease agreements, we don't have it yet. Yeah. We don't have, I was like, we have it. We until, have it. <laughs> until there's a signed agreement. And even then I've, I've learned it's not yours until someone's signature is on some legal agreement somewhere. But there also wasn't a signed agreement until a month during construction, so. <laughs> that that was no, that was something else. I thought that was the contract. That was the construction contract. That wasn't the lease. Oh, I thought that was the lease. Well, okay, no, lies, 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 lies. No. Um. So we found the space. The space. Do you want to describe it? The building, the area. Now or then? No. Well, just the building in general. So the building um is a historic hammer mill. Like so, in the past, it was originally constructed. Um as a hammer mill. So they would literally make the base handles of a hammer. Um, and it started as a company out in Louisiana and it was their second location opening up in Nashville. Um, and I think it was built late 1800 or 1890s, early 1900s mm -hmm. was when it was constructed. Um, and it went vacant, I feel like in the 1960s. And I wish Jessica was here because she went to the library archives and learned mm -hmm. all this, but um, that's where the building started and it sat vacant for a while until the restaurant developers found it for the optimist and kind of redeveloped that whole area um a couple years a couple years ago and then COVID hit. But yeah. German Germantown used to be a pretty shady part of Nashville. Really industrial. Really industrial. industrial. The railroads it's, it's, ran there. Yeah, it's right on the river. So mm -hmm. export's real easy. Um and I mean, then when I moved to Nashville 10 years ago, it was really only shotgun style houses mm -hmm. or industry, basically nor north or what direction would that be? East of like third Avenue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, 
it was yeah. mm-hmm. railroads and I mean, shut down factories and mills and All things vacant. like that. Yeah. There yeah. was nothing there. No. Yeah. So I think with the city of Nashville, they're now planning the development of Germantown because yeah. Germantown's the most expensive place to buy a house in Nashville. Yeah. And it's exciting because it's keeping the industrial heritage of what it used to be, mm-hmm. but it's becoming super urbanized and walkable. And they're trying to utilize the natural elements around the area, utilizing the river walk and getting that more wa- a walkable city. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Well, they're kind of utilizing, they've knocked down they're on just its way. about every single industrial building in Germantown to build monstrosities of apartment buildings, That's which is true. a huge qualm of mine. But mm-hmm. the it, it just gets to a point in the city's development where the the epicenter of the city used to be industry. Now we've transitioned away from that to a more refined society. And so now the most valuable use of that land is, is now housing for people. Mm-hmm. And it just prices these industrial companies out of that land. Yeah. And it used to be just this dirty ass part of town that was vacant for a while. Mm-hmm. Our building, complete disaster. The pictures yeah. we have of it just totally overgrown, windows Broken. non-existent, boarded up. Mm-hmm. The place was a complete mess. They came in to develop an apartment building. The river is right behind us. They mm-hmm. came to develop an apartment building on that piece of property, found this building. They went to who owns it, a group out of um, Atlanta Vantage Realty, two guys, Gene and Chris. And they said, hey, do you want to buy this building or else we're going to knock it down? Because these developers, want they, to walk, they yeah. just don't care. Mm-hmm. And um, so they they approached a guy, Ford Fry, who's a, a restaurateur out of somewhere. Chicago? I think he might be out of Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, where Chris and Gene are at. Mm-hmm. And said, hey, Ford, we found a really cool building just outside of downtown Nashville. We know you want to open up a concept in Nashville. How does this look? He said, sign me up. So they they renovated the building over like three years. Mm-hmm. It, it's extraordinarily yeah. substantial renovation, mm-hmm. preserving the initial the the original structure. Mm-hmm. So it's all the same wooden wood structure, yeah. wood roof, brick, flooring, brick exterior, brick exterior, mm-hmm. foundation. It's all original. Mm-hmm. And they put a seafood restaurant, a live music venue and an oyster bar in there. Yep. Yeah. And, and so that was the primary purpose of the building. And then they had three suites upstairs yeah. that they just didn't really have any plans for. So it's a two-story building and yeah. Buildwood occupies primarily the majority of the second floor sharing maybe like 300 square feet of the, what is that? The north part of the building to the oyster bar. But Buildwood suites pretty much all upstairs. Yes. Yeah. And, I thought we were just going to take one of the suites mm-hmm. and then we took the second one signed pretty, the pretty lease. Pretty quickly too. I feel like yeah. four, well, four plans later. Days. Yeah, we yeah. signed the lease on on the first two. And then I was talking to Dan. I was like, I don't think we can get that third. That's just ridiculous. Uh-huh. And he said, I would do it. So then we got the third after the lease was signed. Yeah. Which is so good because the first round, because the first round of test fits, which out there test fits are pretty much you put a quantitative program together. So the amount of office spaces you need, meeting rooms, whatever you, break rooms, whatever, into the floor plan itself. So we went through iterations and we found the finalized floor plan for the first two suites. And then you told me that you guys might be going into maybe leasing out the third. So starting out that new development, but while we were in tandem trying to get the lease figured out, trying to figure out more of the programming because BuildWit still only had the five to seven employees then, it started with 12 workstations, thinking we'd have some over for growth. So then by the lease getting signed, you had grown so quickly in those like three months of this planning yeah. that you went from five employees with 12 workstations originally to now 30 workstations with how many full-time do you have now in Nashville? Like, I don't know in Nashville, but it'll it's going to be full pretty quick. Yeah. And I think we're almost to the point of being almost outgrowing that space, but it's such yeah. a cool space and you'll utilize it in the future because the character there and the YouTube, yeah. the amenities that you have in there. But yeah, it's just, yeah. it was crazy working through the floor plan with you and then also seeing BuildWit grow during this to try to change what you need for the space with the future growth that you have and are still having. When we, yeah, the initial test foot and initial plan went 
out the window. We got that third space. We yeah, had to we had to completely change it. Completely change it. And mm-hmm. the just going one more point about the building. The building was really, really important to me because I wanted it to somewhat represent the industries we serve mm-hmm. and just the overall mm-hmm. vibe and character of our business. And that's quirky, unpolished. It you know warm. It it, it, it we needed to find a we needed to start with a space. It's almost unfiltered, I yeah, would say that, too. Mm-hmm. They needed to fit our business. Yeah. And I, that's super important to me. I didn't, we could have, we could have moved in to a already finished office space. We could have moved into a space la- a year ago mm-hmm. that was totally unfinished, didn't have, or finished, didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. But then we would have got bullshit for us in lighting, linoleum floors. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a destination. No, and, it's you know, just that an office yeah. is an issue. Yeah. I think when, even when the concept <laughs> development was happening, I think what was really interesting seeing is, not only kind of the mission and direction of what BuildWit is doing for the industry, um, but also the characteristics of the building kind of both spoke towards the concept of the space. So um, the concept of the space is almost showing off all natural elements, building material, the construction of what things are at a raw site. So nothing's covered. Everything's natural in the space. So all the bricks still exposed. It's all the, it's all the um, exposed beams. So anywhere we have drywall meeting beams, the beams are still shown through the drywall because we didn't want to hide that yeah. character of that building because it's showing that old construction. But it's also showing the beauty of how these columns have stayed in their condition for hundreds of years up to this mm-hmm. point. Um, and then as new materials were introduced, it's it was just where what was the raw material itself. So concrete countertops, all natural plywood for t- most of the millwork, all natural ash for all the furniture pieces and open stations. So it's celebrating the trades in there, like you guys are doing with all your partners. And then it's also celebrating the raw unfiltered material that is within your industry. Well, when you like initially put together your presentation, it was like, you had like a p- picture of a pile of dirt <laughs> yeah. and some concrete yeah. and some bricks. Yeah. And some wood, like it, we didn't want to go and the building has made this project more complicated, but very easy at the same time. Because it was beautiful to begin with. Yeah, we could, like just the floor, for example, everybody mm-hmm. comes in there and they're like, holy shit, this floor is beautiful. Like, imagine if it was brand new bamboo flooring. Yeah. No. Well, like imagine Completely. if it was the floors in this yeah, house. Yeah, I, have, fine, I have bamboo in my house. Not, okay, They don't cool. mean anything. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. It's a floor. Yeah. But here you come in, you're in the, like the floor is a piece of art because it's a hundred years of history that we've restored. Yeah. You can't, you can't go buy that. No. Yeah. I just think what was the most fun was finding all the special trades for the office, like finding the woodworkers, finding the the carpenters, finding like all the graphics, everything that was found was highlighting how these people work and how their trades are and how detailed they are and precise. And a lot of these trades are dying as well. Like it's not just for the construction industry. It's also for the design and the the specific artistic trades that go into different parts of remodels and renovations. Um, so being able to work with all the great companies that we've had the opportunity to is, was probably the most exciting for me because it allowed me to one, take a step back and not having the pressure of going through like a, a furniture vendor and just buying like run-of-the-mill furniture. Yeah. But being able to work through with these guys, design all these these furniture elements, all the wall graphics, all the signs to highlight their trade and bring that trade into the space is what I probably enjoyed the most out of all of it. Yeah, and, and, and even with the furniture, for example, we could have just went and bought furniture. Mm-hmm. There are so many office furniture options out there, but uh, that's not what we wanted to do. And you helped us find all mostly local vendors. Yeah, they're all local. At like mm-hmm. Southern Maple Co., mm-hmm. Randy. Mm-hmm. I mean, New I Hat. Give as many people shout outs as we can. Randy, yeah. Randy, Randy. Yeah, Rand, <laughs> Randy with Southern Maple Co. has killed it. Yeah, and Mark with all of our all of our workstations are All of our surfaces, really. ash, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cabinetry, the conference tables, the collab tables. Mm-hmm. Beautiful wood in that space. Yeah. So the, the New Hat. New Hat is doing with, all of our vinyl graphics in the mm-hmm. meeting room. Yeah. So they're all custom, hand-drawn illustrations, super meaningful to what BuildWit is doing for the industry. So as we get those uh, installed, we'll definitely share more of the story behind all those custom graphics. But New Hat's local. We also have Fortify with mm-hmm. doing all of our 
interior neon, exterior signage. Yeah. Um, we have, yeah. um, who's doing the concrete countertops? Um, Santana. Santana. Mm-hmm. Concrete countertops. Yep. Concrete countertops. Thompson Machinery has yeah. been. Thank you, Trace. Yeah. yeah Trace <laughs> Hall has gone above and beyond but it, for no reason. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's been amazing. Like they just made us a huge build with sign. It's 10 feet long by four feet tall steel. Build it. Monster, it's massive. Monster yeah. sign. Yeah. Aaron had posted maybe on Slack or maybe you might have put it on a story of just the sign like up against a wall that like, you know, Trace had sent Oh, him. Trace had sent. And it was like, that's going to be so cool without really knowing the scale of it. And then he had sent a picture yesterday of, of Trace and a couple other guys like loaning it upstairs. Oh. And I, I mean, I think I commented on it on our Slack channel, like, holy shit, that's huge. It's huge, yeah. I even gave him the dimensions because it fit on, it, there's this wallet right when you walk yeah, in. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect for the wall. But when Trey sent it to me, I was like, oh, that looks that looks good. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. And then when I saw the person on the truck, I was like, oh my gosh, your picture didn't even do it justice. Like, I forgot how massive I mean, this a, is. A single person can't pick it up. No, it has to take three guys. <laughs> it's going to have to take four guys to mount it onto the wall. With how big it is. It's, and it might be mounted by the time we get I back. Know. Yeah. I'm excited. It's, yeah. Um, we just left the active construction site. So no, there's then, a lot going on. Um, before I forget, GC, Tenant Building Group. Yes. Architects. CGI. Who's the architect firm? Oh, Architects and uh, Centric. Centric. Mm-hmm. And of course, you work for Vans Boss. Vans Boss Consulting. Yes. Vans Boss Consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you. You know, we haven't really talked about it. You've you've really been there since the beginning. You know, from choosing the space to programming to to the architect process to the permits to the material selection to now all of the construction coordination. Mm-hmm. And it would, like I was just telling you this while we were driving here. No way in hell this would have happened without your help. Mm-mm. I was like, I like to think of myself as like five percent. I, I added. I I, 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 I added a few a few good ideas <laughs> you did, there. You like, did. let's go make a whole wall of equipment parts. Yeah. Or which was not fun to you, hang, but you, we did it. Do you want this faucet or this faucet? I hate that one. Okay, good. I know what direction to go in now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's yeah. It, it, none of this would have happened without your help. Well, thanks. I'm thankful for having the opportunity to work on this project. It's been so much fun. Especially this week has just. You've been herding cats all week. I mean, how many people are, were there when you left? Um, there was, 20. let's see. Uh, I don't want to count them all right now because that would be obnoxious. But I bet there was about 10 different trades in there, about 20, 25 people in the space. It's a zoo. I wish, <laughs> yeah. I wish it would have looked like that this entire time. But yeah. Well, we're on a strict deadline. We're, it's got to yeah, happen. Yeah. Yeah, company, like, you're going to have to do it at the same time. I don't know what to yeah, tell you. Yeah. No, company meetings happening next week. I was um, a little nervous on Monday and we figured out a schedule and project manager has been great following the schedule and getting all the trades in there. So we finally got power, which if anyone's done huge commercial remodels and hasn't had power and needs power immediately, it's not the quickest process. So so what was the difference between the power that was already in there just like on the lights? So it's the temp power. So like the power that's provided to the building is for like the restaurants and the things or the occupants that are in the space currently. Yeah. When you add more occupants, you have to run more power to the meter. So we were waiting to get the release to run more power to the meter. To the meter That's itself. What, yeah, but there's a transformer. We needed, like the, you, we needed a lot more power than the building's currently getting. Yeah. So yeah. there's just a process to go through. So like, there's temp power now. So it's limited amounts of power for specific things. But like, Yeah, we couldn't no. have just come in there and all started like doing our jobs no. necessarily. It was no. just yeah, like enough to have lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like, you know, like internet, for example, your neighbor has internet. You can't just use your neighbor's internet, you know, even if you got a direct line yourself yeah, to the yeah. grid. Um, and this is kind of going way back to the beginning when we were explaining the lease process. But I think something that was really interesting to learn too is people who aren't familiar with commercial projects, whether you buy a building or lease a building, there's multiple ways to do it. So when Aaron was talking about the limited funds we had to build this out in the beginning, we got super lucky with Hammer Mill because again, before we thought that we were going to have to like redo this whole historic building, but knowing it was a tenant improvement or a TI, mm-hmm. usually with tenant improvements, which was like kind of a saving grace, I feel like, to allow us to kind of start the process or even think that this was possible. 
the current building owners will give the tenant a certain allowance per square foot to build out the space because mm-hmm. it's a shell. So if you're putting money into it, they're, you're helping the building owner val- put value into yeah, the space. Yeah, it's like when when and if BuildWit ever has to move out of that space, it's still way better than it was. They, they still have exactly. It. Yeah. So yeah. them giving us a certain amount of allowance per square footage, which we necessarily didn't stick with that specific number, mm-hmm. we've added close. to it. Yeah. But that push allowed us to make the decision like, yeah, we can do it. Like we can make it work. Um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, on our deal, it was $55 a square foot. Yeah. Is what they gave us. Wow. Which in some commercial, 55 to 75, like you can have like 55 and 75 is a good start, but the, you can even get to like 125 per square foot. And wow. that's, yeah. yeah. For, for, I mean, more than that, but like that's end, kind of the range. High end stuff. Yeah. yeah. 100, 125 is you're building some pretty yeah. nice office space. Like if you think of a multi-million dollar home, that's like $315 per square foot. So they just can, like- They can go up to a thousand a square foot. Yeah. So or that, more. that was a cool part of the process because you've never worked in the, you've never done commercial. Like you didn't- I, so I've, I've never negotiated commercial lease mm-hmm. until now. I've never done anything with building, interior building ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Buck was super helpful at the broker. Buck at- um, Cushman, yeah, I believe Cushman. he's at Cushman. Mm-hmm. Super, super helpful. I've never had to figure out like how to put a server or like everything has been such an enormous learning process. Herring, thank you, low voltage. Herring, low voltage. Um, uh, you know, dealing with the banks, trying to figure that stuff out was a whole can of worms that I'd never gone down. Mm-hmm. You've never done a commercial by myself. Project by yourself. Yeah. This big. Never this big. I worked with a commercial firm out of school that, so I knew the processes mm-hmm. and I knew the construction sets and I knew fin- like doing all the process, but being the one running the process was not something I had ever done before. So. No. Yeah. It, yeah. So you go to school for interior design, mm-hmm. then you get a master's degree. Preservation design. And mm-hmm. preservation design, which is fitting for our space, funny enough. And then um, you go work for a huge international design firm, Mm -hmm. quit your job, start your own company. Mm -hmm. And then like two months later. We bring you on shortly after Mm -hmm. because I knew you from college, Mm -hmm. seen some of your work. And I felt like you understood what we were trying to do. Mm -hmm. So I could have gone with all sorts of different folks, but you really understood the the desire and you'd followed along with BuildWit, you kind of knew yeah. what we were doing. So that's made this process a lot easier as you've known what we're looking for or what I'm looking for. And this project being with a large firm, which is why I've enjoyed it too. I like the scale of it's manageable, but it's also extremely personable, which puts more time into it, but it makes it a lot more enjoyable and fun to work on. And you want to see it to succeed as much as like as much as BuildWit does mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. how personal it is that I'm investing in it, which is fun where you do a com- large commercial. It's really hard to have that personality connection with the client because still in some of the industries, commercial companies who are building out commercial, they just want it done quickly, fast, and inexpensive. There's not a lot of company culture brought into the building. And then with COVID happening, there's not a lot of people using workspaces, but no. people don't need large workspaces to have a strong company culture within it. Like mm-hmm. now with the whole world changing, it's not like everyone's going to be in the office all day, every day in a stuffy office. Like, But for companies to create this cultural hub for their employees to feel that they're able to go to with a lot of different amenities and a lot of different like variables within work environments, I think is just as important. And that's the direction you immediately wanted to go with yeah. from the start of how we, we were programming. We but. built it during COVID and we were ro- a remote business before. Mm-hmm. I could have very easily just said, hey, why are we going to spend all of this money, waste the money? Let's just stay remote. Mm-hmm. But I very much believe in the importance of doing business face-to-face. I wanted to create a home for our people, a home for our partners to come visit us, a home for people in Nashville that work in the dirt world that want to stop by. Uh, I, I really wanted it to make, make it a home for the dirt world and, and what we do in our mission. Uh, and, and it's like a modern day community center. It's just, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. Swimming pools out back. <laughs> I, it's just a, um, like, you know, me by now, I, I am very in tune with spaces. And when you walk into a space, you can pick up on how much time and energy has really been spent thinking through that space. Mm. And 
there are there a majority of spaces is just you press the easy button, cheap, fast, just get it done. I don't care. And that's that comes across when mm-hmm. people are in there. When you walk in there, there's a sterile feeling to it. Yeah. There's there's just or there's no feeling to it, even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like Alex experienced it a little bit with the podcast table and all the coordination we were trying to figure out the furniture builders on specifically what we need for that one crazy. specific table. Yeah. So. yeah. You could have just like said, Here's take a, a trailer to Ikea and pick one that's big enough. Yeah. We could have, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like there were a hundred, yeah. there are probably a hundred better options than what we went with than just a chunk of ash. Well, a hundred easier options easier at options. least. Yeah. A hundred easier options. But not as functional or as purposeful yeah. for what you're going to need no. it for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and none of them have cat seven, seven, three, B haul truck bodywork supporting the ash slab. Mm-mm. So cool. And and those details are important to me. And and I wanted when our people walk into this space next week for the first time, I want them to feel like, oh, it's just this feels like something. Mm-hmm. And I, it's a comb- I, it like the feeling when you get it walk into a space is such an interesting concept to me. And it's a combination of the effort, uh, the, the just the sheer effort. The amount of time thinking through it, the space itself to begin with, mm-hmm. there's a lot to it. Yeah, there is a lot. Mm-hmm. And we've never really done this before. No, mm-hmm. we figured it out. But it's the most mind-blowing thing about all of this is we've just kind of made it up as we've gone. Oh yeah, isn't that what everyone does? And said, hey, <laughs> I kind of want like this room here. Okay. And then you just make a room there. Like, wow. So it's really that easy? Like no one's going to say, no, you can't have a room there? I mean, we had some restriction for plumbing. The plumbing was a bit. (laughs) And they said we originally wanted our kitchen somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Put it in the middle middle of the office. And they said, no. Everyone building on a space know the existing conditions. Because there's some (laughs) stupid access panels where we wanted to build the kitchen that they potentially need to get access to. So, no, you can't put your kitchen there. Mm -hmm. Back to square one. Mm -hmm. But we're very happy that happened. We are. Or else it would not be what it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Can you... Can you explain like the flexibility of the space? You just talked about it a little bit, but just yeah. explain the space. So initially when we were doing the quantitative programming, so when Aaron was just emailing me lists of things that he needs in the space. So like con- conference rooms, meeting rooms, podcast studio, editing room. When we were going through that, uh, the amount of workstations, which you guys don't know by now, Aaron's really good at not being very descriptive. So mm-hmm. I just was like, I need a count of workstations. He's like, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how many like, workstations. Yeah, I don't care that you don't know. I need you I to need know. I need to know. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, all right. So because, and I think there was some discussion about doing private offices, doing open offices. And I was strictly against private offices, especially with how Buildwood is specifically. Um, so once we knew that it was an open office concept, I just shoved as many workstations in there as I can that would fit appropriately. Um, keeping the open office dynamic because, and it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see you guys from being all remote to them being in a space working in an open office together because you guys have such a strong company culture already from being remote. I can't imagine how strong it's going to get with you guys being physically in the same space mm-hmm. with no wild. closed offices, super transparent, Yeah, like almost create. And the purpose of it is we're trying to create this collaborative environment without <clears throat> being without being too obvious, but we're creating a lot of different elements in the space for people to be able to work at. So you have your standard workstations and then you have multiple seating areas for collaboration. So we have a lot of collab, we have two 14 foot collaboration tables off the break room and in the front of the space to welcome outside visitors that are coming into the space. If they just want to pop on by, sit at the collab table and work while they're in town. Um, And then we also have the private conference room for like larger meetings, partner meetings, things like that. Cause we needed a it's like a 15-seater conference table. Mm-hmm. So there's the conference rooms, there's the collaboration tables, there's the lounge in the front where people can work at. There's just a lot of different variety in seating itself to give this like, people use the space as you see fit. If you like working on a couch, work on the couch. If you don't want a standard workstation, work at the collab tables. Work at the 15-foot island that we have in the kitchen. Like These options are available to anyone who wants to use them and there's no right or wrong in the sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with that, because there's a lot of teams within the BuildWit team, so you have the creative team, you have the editing team, you have the content team. Uh, there's a lot of like break off 
three to four people group rooms, team meeting rooms, uh, kind of sprinkled throughout the open workstations and in the front where people can work out and kind of pop in if they need a bit more quiet time. Um, if they just need to work with two people without being kind of disrupted by everyone around them, there's some places for people to pop in too. So it's just like a very flexible dynamic space, kind of malleable to what the team needs at mm-hmm. that moment. It's in the, in the open concept. That's probably been the, 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 the most backlash I've had about the design so far has it, been around the open floor plan. A lot of people don't like, uh, a lot of people like the, they don't like the transparency. They want the uh, yeah. privacy of having offices. Who's they? Well, they it just large, yeah. just large corporation, like corporate. Corporate For, likes the yeah. privateness of companies. They don't like transparency. Specifically corporate, generally the people who already have offices. Yes. Yeah. For, yes. Well, for people, uh, it's been people online that have yeah. given me a lot of shit about it specifically mm. when I've talked about the fact that it's all open. And mm. they're like, you should have an office kind of attitude well, or like, why no. would anyone well, want to? No, they, they just say it's stupid. I'm like, well, can, thank God you're not working here. Yeah. Like, don't apply to work for us. And son I, of a bitch. I think too, and what we've also thought through <laughs> is a lot of people have some, they're a bit reserved with open office because of noise levels, like heads down work, things like that. But the things that we've thought through is, yes, we understand that open offices will be a bit louder. If people sit near the break room, it'll be a bit louder than people who sit near the editing room. Like there is this dynamic, but we're introducing sound, like white noise, sound sound dampeners. So we're trying to alleviate that stress as well, if that's like a concern for some people. Um, but because of those other things we've thought through, that shouldn't be a concern for no. this space specifically. Well, yeah, the, yeah, there's a bunch of different, arguments to it it's it's yeah we have like 40 or 50 speakers up in the ceiling mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. provide white noise throughout the entire office it, mm-hmm. every square foot of the office will have white noise people won't even notice it mm-hmm. but it's a huge factor you don't have to come into the office so if you want to work from yeah, home on friday mm-hmm. work from home on friday if you if you need to have get, you know meet with two people and and it's going to be a lot of meeting go meet in a meeting room like mm-hmm. there's there's different ways around that and uh, for me, you know, private offices were somewhat off the table from the beginning, just from like a practicality standpoint. But you know, many, you know, how how many people would be able to get in that space if we had all private offices? Uh, seven, but it, <laughs> literally, it, like not super, a lot. Super unreasonable. Yeah. To to in, in a super inefficient way to use the space. Yeah. And, and then and then you're going to take this beautiful space with this beautiful flooring, beautiful brick, beautiful natural lighting, and cover it. beautiful, and just cover it up with drywall. Yeah. Like what the hell? No. Yeah. Um. And that's the thing. There's so many natural lighting in there. We needed to utilize oh, it as beautiful. best we could. So. That's why all the open offices are down the main stretch of all the windows. Like you uh-huh. need to bring a filter in that light. So mm-hmm. that was another like, there's so many thought that goes behind floor plans. I think people say they're like, oh, it's cool. But the circulation, the workflow, the oper- like the different options people have, the natural light, the entrance and exit pathways, like there's so much different thought that goes into it. Um, and we went through a lot of iterations. You made a comment so to me many. yesterday mm-hmm. or some point this week um, we were talking about the podcast room and where and I had mentioned that I had thought that the dimensions of the room would be tighter on the table with like the chairs mm-hmm. and you didn't say like yeah well it's bigger you said well I like we like or you're supposed to have this much space between the chairs and the wall for circulation mm-hmm. and to me that's just like a level of detail that like does not get advertised and with this kind of work you know because think- you don't get to think this place is going to look cool, so I'm going to make it look cool. That's yeah. not that's no. not the approach at all. Mm-mm. The cool aspect came four to five weeks into construction. <laughs> like the signage, the cool details in the space was not thought through until we got permit and we were building it. Mm-hmm. And then all that came much later. Yeah. Yeah. My, but my genius really started to shine. Mm, we'll just keep letting him. <laughs> People that they can think that. Sure. Um, but I think when people are in spaces, like in offices, you're in it and you feel comfortable and you don't think twice about it. But when you're in a space that's too narrow or too short or too small, then you're then you notice it. Yeah. And most people think it's because of the furniture. It's well, that's one aspect, but a lot of the times is you buy furniture to accommodate a room that's already there. But if you think through the room and the furniture all together, then there's no issue. Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, that goes with open offices, that goes with conference room, that goes in the group meeting rooms. Aaron keeps trying to tell me to 
add another foot to the tables in the front. And I'm telling yeah. him it's not going to fit. I so don't think they're big enough. We'll, we'll see. But, um, and, and I guess just one point, one more point to open offices is people will say they have an open door policy to ask anybody within the company. If I'm sitting in my office, that's my home turf. Mm-hmm. There is no chance that most new people or someone, you know, not within my general area that I impact in the company is just going to openly walk into my office yeah. and be like, oh, hey, man. Uh, yeah, I had this thought for you. It just, it creates a physical, which creates a mental boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That says, I, this is my domain. And if you come in here, you're on my turf. And I don't, I really, yeah. it makes me uncomfortable. Well, there's two main points that I think could just shut down everyone who does not like open offices. You design based off a concept and you carry that concept through the space. The concept with the build with office was to be transparent, open, and unfiltered which is what BuildWit does. Mm-hmm. You guys have financial meetings, what, every month? Like, yeah, the well, company, it's a value, transparency wins. Yes, yeah. exactly. So why would we create a concept that's all about transparency, which is one of the BuildWit values, to then put private offices in the space that creates this level of hierarchy and miss, like uncommunication between people at, like with the owners and with employees? It completely eliminates that transparency and that open mm-hmm. aspect value. So if people are still uncomfortable, it doesn't go with the build with culture and it doesn't go with the concept of what the space is. So that's why we have no private offices, yeah. but we provide separate meeting rooms, small group rooms to act as phone rooms. Yeah. We provide private spaces so people can have a private part of their day if they need to make phone calls or anything like that. But we're not going to put, give everyone a private office. I It would, it would literally bring down the project productivity of what, how the build with team works. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't work yeah. for you guys. When I, when I, I, uh, I went to China, I think in 2017 and we toured all these factories. So we would go to the excavator factory and the crane factory and the dump truck factory. And each factory would have, we would have a meeting with the executive of that division. So it would be you know, the president of the crane division at the crane factory, the president of the excavator division at the excavator factory. The meeting would be in the factory. It wouldn't be in some fancy boardroom. We would be at a table in the actual factory itself. Mm -hmm. And you could not tell the difference between the president and a factory worker because they wore the exact same jacket with just their name on it. Mm -hmm. It had, there was no indication of their status whatsoever. And I, I really, really, really love that sense of humility that that culture has because it's just not the case in America. You want to be the big dog in the big office. Like the joke is the corner office. Everybody's been asking me, oh, did you, did you get the corner office? I'm like, no, I, I don't want a corner. I, absolutely not. I My desk is a little That's bit bigger. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's, <laughs> it it's, is. I added a, a little, I just, I've always wanted a desk like this. So I needed to add just a little bit to it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's really, it's no different. It's L-shaped, right? Yeah, it's L-shaped. I have an L. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but the workstations themselves are five feet long per person. Enormous. Huge. Enormous. How deep? Like, uh, th- so they're five by ten, so twenty uh six thirty inches deep. Sorry, which is okay. That's also way more than you. A good bit deeper than other like desks, desks and offices I've had. Before. Yeah, which drives me nuts. Like if you have a if you have a desk that's not deep enough, it's just stupid. Imagine yeah. if you had long legs like me. I've, I mean, I can't imagine. That. I've had years where it's like constantly. I've got my feet out working, and, and there's no legs I'm just on the desk. Somebody, yeah, it's all just like, yeah. Well, now there are no legs to the desk. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a, you know, an upside down U. Yeah. And um, that, but that's yeah. another important thing is yeah. I don't want stuff to hit your foot on all the damn yeah. time. I just, I just want it as unencumbered as possible, as clean as possible. Yeah. It's all been thought through. It's all been. Th- we, there's no storage on desks for a reason no. because there should be no clutter on. No, I don't want. There's a lot of storage elsewhere. So if people need to store certain things that they need, there's a plenty of storage, but it's just like a clean slate, I feel like. But there there is, but there isn't. Like I I we didn't want stuff stored in the office. Like I don't want I just don't want stuff everywhere. And and our whole business is on a laptop. So in theory, all you really need is a laptop. And sure, I want like if Alex is in the, you know, podcast studio, I, I want pictures of Alex's kids in there. I want to like see his, I want him to be able to personalize his space. Mm-hmm. So I want that kind of, yeah, I, I mean, just quote unquote clutter, but I don't just want it, it shit should, everywhere. it should look like 
I don't want to say lived in, but wor- worked in. Worked in, yeah. Without yes. having paper, like without having lack of vegetable shit thrown everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great term. It's Because it's, <laughs> it, it, it's not a WeWork space. No. No. You know, it, it is more used. It, it's definitely going to be more loved in that way, you know, it, mm-hmm. and experienced and uh, shared. And no, so I think that's really exciting. It's not. Yeah. I'm going to tell the team next week. It's not my office. It's not Buildwood's office. It's, it's, their office. It's it's your space. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is like a second home and make it as such. That's why there's acoustical panels that people could put up photos and yes. do whatever for, they for want. Thank with you it. cards and yeah. but th- this is why I hate going to the bank. I hate going to the bank because it's like a hospital. There's just nothing comfortable <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm. It is just sterile. Mm-hmm. You look at the people, the you know, John Smith, the banker, not a single personal anything on that desk. It, he has a pen and he has... Typically pr- very laminate. It's it, been there for a it, while. It's just it's mm-hmm. just sterile. Like you do, it's just, it's inhuman. It bothers me. It makes me super uncomfortable. The bank that I've been most excited to go into is in Arizona. It has a fireplace in, in all places in Arizona. But it, feel, <laughs> it feels say, like... How often do they use? <laughs> but it, it feels like um, you're in your home it, it, and it makes you just more comfortable. Yeah. Or that's the same concept um, while like Airbnb over hotels. When mm-hmm. I'm in a hotel, I know I'm traveling. It's sterile. It, it just, it feels super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Whereas an Airbnb, I feel like I'm supposed to be there. I feel like I'm part of wherever I'm at. And I feel a little less like I'm on the road. That's important in a workspace. I don't want people to dread coming here because we're not going to require anyone to be in this office. Mm -hmm. Well, even with the small details throughout the space, like that's why there's like a formal sitting living room, family room, right? When you walk in, Mm -hmm. that's why there's little, there's just like bookcases and there's photos everywhere and there's going to be plants everywhere. Like it's going to feel like a very homey, welcoming space when Mm -hmm. you're in there. And that's how the workstations will feel like, all the small details on all the walls, that's where all that comes through too, so. Explain the small details more, like the artwork. Um, so a lot of the artwork, most of the, all anything on vertical surfaces, so on all the walls, anything like that, um, they're all very purposeful. So I guess I'm just mentally walking through the space right now. Um, so when you enter through the front of the space, all the, all the meeting room graphics, so the group room and the front meeting room, right when you walk in, those are all those new hat graphics. And those... Those inspirations are coming from, we sent the uh, Kelly and Elizabeth, God bless you for filtering through all the stuff that the BuildWit team and I sent you. We sent them photos of all like your um, aerial shots, all the people photos you've taken of all your partners. Um, we've sent them all, we found a lot of old cat manuals and well, I guess not cat specifically. It was like I just say cat equipment manuals equipment. so they don't trigger people. Sorry. <laughs> it was more than just cat, but it was all yeah. these equipment uh, materials and manuals of all these old- uh, They're called marketing brochures. Marketing brochures. We yeah. sent them all of those to filter through. Um, and then from that, it gave them inspiration to do with those wall graphics. So the front meeting room was is hand-drawn equipment machines. The BuildWit Skidster makes an appearance in the wall graphic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excavators, dozers, they hand form this really cool collage pattern. So that was inspiration for that. The other group rooms are all going to be revolved around the people aspect of the partners. Um, those proofs are actually still being made, but it's all going to be around the people of all these people, of all these companies you work with. Um, so that will be really meaningful in all those group rooms. And then in the other meeting room in the front, it's all the historic um, newspaper clippings and information uh, Jessica found at the library of the old hammer mill building. So the building that we're currently occupying it's all these really um, vintagely framed newspaper clippings that we found. Um, and then moving through the space um, down by the BuildWit store and then the podcast and editing room, we have a full like 14 foot wall full of old uh, equipment parts. Just kind of, gal- I never thought I would say I would install a gallery wall full of equipment parts, but mm-hmm. by God, we did it. Welcome yeah. to BuildWit. We were picking them out and I would ju- I just got like a 10 inch diameter gear that was probably like three inches thick. And I was like, oh, this won't be heavy. And I picked it up and I'm like, all this stuff weighs so much because it's solid steel or iron. Like mm-hmm. it's absolutely insane with how heavy this stuff is. Um, and then up opposite that wall, we have 17 framed photos of uh, the BuildWit team's favorite like 
from the very start, very get go, mostly most of the original photos that I think you took. Yeah, oh, I thought you downloaded them from constructionstockphotos.com. Yeah, we just got them from constructionequipmentstockphotos.com. Yeah. My yeah. my which is where I I Well, we kind of did a mix. So. my entire Instagram from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we kind of did a mix so people can kind of play a game with it and pick which ones are stock and which ones were Exactly. Filled with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so and then we also have an additional ugh, 20 more pictures framed that will go on all of our shelving units. So mm. Southern Maple Co. made a gallery wall in the front of all double stacked birch plywood. That's beautiful. And it'll illustrate all of our partner hats on the wall. And then hard we'll put hats. hard hats. Yeah. And then we'll put the frames within that. There's literally shelves everywhere. So the frames will kind of be sprinkled throughout the space as long with our natural element of all the 35 plants we just purchased and got potted. We um, have, yeah, a lot of plants. There'll be a whole storefront. I know Jessica... Uh, Jessica might be the the office waterer. You might have to hire somebody just to water all those plants. Probably. <laughs> they, they, it, is, it is a business. It you is. Just, like, I waterer. remember the Henry, the guy would come in with his watering can, his little duster, and would just <gasps> would dust the plants and then water them. I still have to get a watering can. And he would take yeah. his job very seriously. And I'm like, I need that guy, but mm-hmm. in Nashville. Um, but we have a huge American flag. A huge, a five foot by eight foot custom framed American flag cool. going up. A big map. We have a four foot by three foot map. And I'm sure you guys know following Aaron's journey and you can explain this. I don't know why I'm explaining it, but every place you've traveled, you had this huge map in your house. You would poke pins in. Yeah. Uh, so we got another one for the office that the pins could be poked in through the map and keep that tradition kind of going. Yeah, everywhere. Just so people can see the expanse of where we go. Because even I'll look at the map be like, holy smokes, we... We cover a lot, a lot yeah. of ground. It's yeah. it's wild. Mm-hmm. And and now we'll have, you know, three teams in three places at once. And in, in any, you know, just this week alone, we have there's people in, in Key West. We have there's people in Nashville right now. We're doing a job also in Florida this weekend, a weekend demolition project. It's mm-hmm. every single week there's something different. And um that's been huge to our business since day one was we go wherever the dirt is. Yeah. yeah. So I just like to illustrate yeah. that. There's just so many things thought through in this office. Anyone in Nashville, when second week of August, when it's a hundred percent done, yeah, come on by and look at it because there's just a lot of thought, thought behind it, and even behind the trait how the how the furniture guys built everything, like yeah. the thought behind Beautiful. it. Yeah. Uh, there is one more element off the break room. It's just like um an info wall where, like, it's just a it's a 10 foot by nine foot wall. It's huge with probably a three foot by seven foot writable surface for people to put like birthday memos, notes. They could pin up thank you cards from partners, mm-hmm. put photos up. Like there's just a lot of options. People can make it their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll probably feature our value award winner there every month. Good which, idea. Which I'm pretty excited about. Like um, and then there's a TV on that wall that we can put anything on. It'll have, Videos. it'll be, it's a, a Mac mini, so it's a computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can do anything. Oh, I'm sure Angel and Shell and all them will they're, come up with something clever. There's yeah. probably going to be all <laughs> kinds of, it, it's going to be used for dumb shit more than it's actually going to be used for something productive. But yeah. we could be running build of videos or or we could put financial metrics up there mm-hmm. or wh- whatever whatever we want up yeah. on that television screen. Yeah. Put the I um, am build with video on I, Yeah, the new I am build with video <laughs> coming out soon. Stay tuned for that. It's uh. It's a banger. Oh, I'm yeah. excited for that one. <laughs> um, uh, the bookshelf we have, we'll be having, we'll have books on there that have helped in, in really guide our business. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have Dr. lots of- Dr. Seuss. Yes. Yeah, big, yeah. big, big driver. Good night, mm-hmm. good night construction site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I think it, that is one. You know, we, yeah, I, I, I did order some of those. Okay. But yeah. we, you know, copies of, lots of copies of the books that have really helped guide our, yeah. our business. Mm-hmm. Um we have, we have bathrooms with showers in them. We do. That's, we do. That's been a huge expense and yeah, a huge that was, source of stress. Um, Why the project's so delayed? Because of the plumbing. Yeah. But by gosh, we got those showers in there. Yeah, because we put the showers and bathrooms above the enormous walk-in freezer downstairs. Yeah, so the plumbing was hard to get to. <laughs> but they figured it out. Thank they, you. Well, we haven't flushed a toilet yet, have we? That's true. <laughs> plumbing turnout starts this week. It's been figured out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing with the trades too. Like working in commercial and residential, residentials, everyone's like constantly calling and like there's an issue, there's an issue. 
where I didn't know there was an issue with the plumbing until they had already figured out the issue with the plumbing. Mm -hmm. So these guys are just on it. Mm -hmm. Like they just figure it out. They go with the flow. They're so go with the flow. This is such a custom project. I was working with the carpenters all day today and yesterday. And I was like, oh, I'm sure you guys weren't expecting to hang a huge equipment part wall all day. Uh, So they're just so go with the flow, which has been an absolute joy to work with because not all the times you don't get that lucky. Well, and I know our project's been a little stressful for some of these guys, but I like to think that it's exciting and unusual too, because it's not traditional, not a traditional space. We're asking them to do a bunch of weird stuff. And I feel like as a, as a person in the trades, that's probably a lot of fun to actually, or even like Randy and Mark, they kind of think through, we kind of lay out, Hey, we want this conference table. Yeah. And Randy, you know, goes through his Rolodex of wood in his head. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I know a guy with the slabs that are perfect for you. And it's some dude's shop out in the middle of the countryside in mm-hmm. Tennessee, salvaged them from my neighborhood. Uh, and and that's what we roll with. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And something too, I would say about this project is having the owner involved in every aspect of the decisions makes the space way more meaningful in the end. Because a lot of the times in commercial, we're working with a, not the building, not the owner itself, but like a facilities manager or... A person whose whole job is to basically just interface with you. Is yeah. to do that. And their interface is just to be like quick time. And like there is some thought, but it's not so personable. Like you picked out the slab at that job site with me. Like, you know, like you've been a part of every element. And I, because you know your company the best and you know the people that you hire the best. I do not. So yeah. having that assistance throughout this process is why the why the meaning behind this build out is so amazing. Mm-hmm. No, your no. Team. I'll always be that involved. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know I can because Steve Jobs, he was that involved. The new mm-hmm. the Apple campus, Cupertino, that was his baby before he passed away. He had it all sketched out and everything. Um, it's so important to the business. Yeah, it's something. It's well worth my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can Can you all talk about? Um, I think probably a, a source of some headache and um, also excitement, the, the kitchen in the Buildwood office. Oh, yes. So the kitchen was served when we designed it purposely to be kind of in the middle of everyone. So it's not right when you walk in, but it's in the middle of all the workstations. So the middle of where everyone's going to be primarily part of the day. And because Buildwood was rapidly growing, we needed to come up with a creative solution to have a central meeting area with allowing everyone to gather without having like the whole con- the whole space being a conference room mm-hmm. because the conference room can't fit the amount of employees you have now. So it's supposed to be a very transitional space for people, for it to feel like a home kitchen, but to be a meeting space for when you do have large company gatherings. Um, so millwork goes in tomorrow. So um, it isn't done yet, but... <laughs> that's the last phase of everything, but it has like a 15 foot long concrete countertop Island in the middle of it. And it's then adjacent to that is the 14 foot collaboration table that will act as this central meeting hub in the heart, the heart of the home, which is what kitchens are for the office itself. Um, they Cookies will be baked frequently. I'm told because yes. I was told to get a commercial grade range. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If no, anybody I, wants some fresh baked cookies, they will be there. But that, that was important to me because most kitchens and offices are not no. any kind of heart whatsoever. They have it's a refrigerator and a microwave. A refrigerator and a microwave. And everybody goes in there to microwave their tuna fish sandwich and leaves. It's not It's not a, a, a means That sounds terrible, to, by the way. A micro, <laughs> tuna. microwave tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Everybody hates that guy. It's, it's, not, um, it's not a means to create meaningful relationships no. and I, I I wanted somewhere that was really truly like the heart of the space where people love to spend time at and and I think there's a lot of value in just shooting the poop with people yeah. at lunch or or you know hey after work let's have a beer or two in the kitchen yeah. so it's a it's a full kitchen we have an oven a range commercial refrigerator dishwasher ice maker it's a full kitchen mm-hmm 
an under cabinet microwave that you click a button and it rolls out. Love yeah. those. Super fancy. Yeah. Somebody put a, put paper towels over their food though, so it doesn't get dirty. <laughs> we bought uh, Benjamin Holmgren a fancy blender. Yes, I did originally buy him a KitchenAid one, and I was told no, we need a Vitamix. So Benjamin, we got you your Vitamix. You're welcome. There you go. It was his birthday this past week, so I told him it was his birthday present. <laughs> I made an executive decision without Aaron and I went back to confirm and he, I was wrong. No, but like <laughs> I, I really do want it to be like a second home. Like if I want to well, go make a smoothie, I can make a smoothie. Like, And you sick. want it to feel like where if somebody's working at the island and somebody comes to, it won't be the awkward interaction like, oh, okay, I'm working and someone's there and I can't go in there. Like it's need, it's going to be the heart of the office. Yeah. Like it needs to feel like a very like comfortable space. Anyone can go out to cook, to work, to do whatever whatever you want to do. It's totally open. It's totally open. It's the original open to floor everything. plan was, it was closed off. It was. In a back corner. It was in the back corner closed off because it was just a break room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, well. So that got thought through with the concept. Yeah. And in fairness, that's when we had the smaller space. So we didn't have this big area to build this big, beautiful You'll kitchen. You'll have to show in. a progression of. I, I will. Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, it took us a lot of iterating. Yeah. Even the sketched ones, I would just email to you like in the middle of it. So like half of it would be done and half yeah. of it would be in shambles. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's been fun. It's been super fun. It's so exciting. And like I was talking to him, there's a lot that goes into it. Like you do the floor plan, you do the construction, you work with all the trades. And then when it's, then you could take a breath about that. And then it's like, okay, now what are we going to put on the walls? And then it's like finding the graphics people, finding the sign people. It's, it was this long process you thought through, but we found so great people so quickly and we you just let them run with it and they come up with beautiful things and then it's all here now. I, yeah, I cannot say enough about everybody that's helped make this thing possible. They're all like, I've, and I feel like we haven't called everybody out that we need to, but I mean, from, from internet to insurance to, I mean, they're, so many people, so mm-hmm. many companies have had a huge hand in this project. Yeah. And then, I mean, our, our, you know, who really made this thing possible was everybody at our company. Like, they're busting their asses right now. This all costs money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we didn't have the money to do that, we, we, we would still be working from home and we wouldn't have the opportunity to even do any of this. Yeah. So it's, it's really been a huge team effort and hundreds and hundreds of people have touched this space oh, in sure. one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. People like your team's been great. Like Alex was so helpful with me in the podcast stuff. Matt getting pictures printed. It's been crazy. Chase is doing all the vinyl graphics and the graphics for all the rooms and the store. And yeah, no, Jessica has been a godsend on oh. ordering uh, some dinosaurs and some kinetic sand and stuff for Aaron. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> have to think about my life without Jessica anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, before we wrap up too, it is worth mentioning Michael. Yes, it is. Michael yeah. with Tenant Building Group. He was our superintendent. He was our, our the good old boy. He was the good old boy superintendent. You know, he's installed block. Well, year, he a and few Jonathan. years from retirement. <laughs> I think a year out. He won the lottery. Pretty he close. Had yeah. Yeah, he did like a year ago. I don't, Whoa. Know if, I don't know if you wanted that public. Well, sorry, but no one knows. <laughs> yeah, but but we had. It wasn't that much, but it was something. Good, sure. good old boy superintendent. Um, and he passed away two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. Very sudden. Well, on the, on the job, on the job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was tragic. We got the call that morning. Um, and I called Jessica and Aaron immediately after the project manager called us and informed us of what had happened. And it's so eerie knowing I literally saw him Thursday and he passed away Friday morning. So knowing how quickly something can happen and how much he affected our lives mm-hmm. because well, everyone around him, he was with tenant building group for 20 years. Like I can't even imagine what tenant building group was going through with one that happening, but two, like running a business afterwards and working with the companies that Michael had been working on and had impacted and how quickly that that could just end. And, um, it was a couple of days of Jessica and I like struggling, like struggling for how we act, how we can support even what we could do. Yeah. It just puts you in a standstill. Um, well, and, but, and you're, yeah, you're in the awkward position too of there's still subcontractors showing up and yeah. there's still a project going on and still money going in and out. Like it's, 
you want to stop, but also you can't stop mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Uh, but so a huge shout out to Michael. He yeah. was uh, through the whole course of this project from the beginning. Yeah. He was he is a good old boy. He was so go with the flow. We were designing on site as well. Like yeah, we had the base architectural drawings done. We had most of it, but there is so much on site that we were like, oh, actually, can we do this? And he was so malleable to do whatever we wanted and needed to do. I don't think you said no once. Never said no. Yeah. Never said no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm glad our project was his last mm-hmm. instead of some boring dentist office or yeah. something like that. I'm glad I had the opportunity to work with him. Yeah. He was so fun to work with. Yeah. Yeah. He did a great, great job. So I wanted to mention him at least yeah. before yeah. we wrapped up. You get personal with these guys when you're working with them in the field every day. So, and to the, I, you just have to give it to all the trades that were working with him, the electricians, everyone. He was the contact of everyone in that space. So it just was a heavy, a heavy feel for a week. And well, sure. it still is, but it was a lot to get back to where we're at now because mm-hmm. of how impactful he was in the project. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, anything else you want to mention before we get back to the I don't I was just circus. telling them, I was like, there's so much going on today at the office right now. I'm excited to get back and see the changes even from Monday till today, there's, it's been insane. So it's fun. It's fun. Well, we appreciate you taking some time to cut this podcast and it was fun. I was nervous. You did great Molly. It's, okay. it's, it's easy. It is easy. It's easy. <laughs> um, and, and Molly's another reason why we're going to have a podcast studio pretty soon. So thanks for stopping by. We'll get back to the office and, um, Molly Abbott with Bands Boss Consulting. Can you give that line one more time with a little bit more energy? Yeah, where's the enthusiasm? And that was Molly Abbott with Bands Boss Consulting. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Thanks, Thanks, Molly.